The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one is coming more powerful than I. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the shaft he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Amen. The sacrament of baptism is central to our faith. And that came home to me in a very strange but a very brilliant way that shocked me, actually, a number of years ago. Uh, My mother and father were divorced when I was uh, yet a baby. And so I never knew my father's side of the family. And it was only about 13, 14 years ago that I reconnected or connected, really, for the first time with all of that family. And uh, the the family, most of them living in San Antonio, I realized, had a history there. They were among the 15 families who, in 1731, came from the Canary Islands and formed what was then called La Villa de San Fernando. And that was the beginning of San Antonio. Before that, it had just been a Spanish military outpost. Well, one of the places that's so important in the life of San Antonio is San Fernando Cathedral. It had been the parish church for these Canary Islanders, and many of them were buried in the churchyard, a small churchyard in the back of the cathedral, including members of my family. When we finally visited San Antonio, we had lived there, by the way, eight years uh, earlier, eight years for a period of time, much earlier in my life, uh, around the 1970s, through the 1970s. But yet I never connected with that family. But I knew San Antonio, but I didn't know San Fernando Cathedral particularly. So we visited there as we visited the family there. And you need to understand that I grew up thinking of myself as basically ethnically Scandinavian. Well, you walk into San Fernando Cathedral and you could be in Mexico or Spain and everything around us was Hispanic. And I also realized that this family that I was trying to connect with were so different from me. A wonderful member of the family, my my uh, father's sister, who is just a saint in her own right, uh, was so thoroughly Roman Catholic. I'm sure that she had as hard a time understanding me as an Episcopal priest, (laughs) Mary. (laughs) So we went into uh, San Fernando Cathedral, just uh, kind of overwhelmed with uh, this different ethnicity. And we worked our way finally up toward the altar. And off to the left was the font. 
And I realized that uh, all of my family there had been baptized at that font. And suddenly I saw the connection that I could make to them. And that is that all of us were baptized. All of us were a part of a larger family. And we were truly connected in a very deep and special way. And my aunt certainly understood that. And she said she would pray for me every day. <laughs> and if you ever need a mariachi mass fix, go to their website. And they have all of their masses are on television and they record them for the, for the Internet. And they're wonderful masses with mariachi bands. Well, I tell you that because it, uh, as I was thinking about this sermon and thinking about the baptism of our Lord, I remembered that event and how important it was to me. Epiphany. That was an epiphany for me. Epiphany with a capital letter uh, is, uh, points to that festival that we have that we go through after Christmas where we celebrate the coming of the Magi and the uh, spread of the good news among the Gentiles. That's for the Western Church. But in the Eastern Church, it's the baptism of our Lord that is celebrated through Epiphany. And I think it's important for us to recognize that for the first three centuries, Christians celebrated Jesus' baptism as the first event in his life. And in fact, uh, the celebration of Christmas only came later. And finally, I think it's important for us to know that for the early Christians, there were three festivals of the church. The festival of Easter, Pentecost, and Epiphany. And we've sort of lost that deep sense of uh, the importance of the baptism of our Lord and perhaps of our own baptisms. So I would like to talk about that a bit today to help us perhaps regain a deeper sense of the importance of our baptisms as well. Why was Jesus' baptism so important? I think there are two reasons for that, and I think we can get at that if we imagine the event and try to uh, separate our image of that from those beautiful images of the masters where everything is so pristine and perfect. And think about what it must have really been like. John the Baptist was the son of a priest of the temple. And this guy had become sort of renegade. He'd, we might say he's gone off the reservation. He went out into the wilderness, out in that place that is chaotic, where there is every possibility of evil happen, happening to you. And that's where he went. And they said he was wearing uh, just the skins of animals and he was eating insects and honey. What had happened to John? And then... People heard that his message was a declaration to come out, to be washed, and to repent. And one of the scriptures says that all of Jerusalem went to the Jordan to repent and to be washed, to be cleansed. You can imagine that it must have been quite chaotic if it was anything like that. If there were these many, many people coming out from Jerusalem in order to be baptized by John. And then one day... Jesus comes to John and asks to be baptized. Now, his baptism was very different. He didn't need to be cleansed of his sins. But I think what we see in his baptism is Jesus stepping into those waters of the Jordan, perhaps stirred up and muddy. And if you've been there, you know that the Jordan isn't really the cleanest river in the world. And he must have stepped into that to be present 
with all of those people who had come with their brokenness, with their sense of being incomplete, with the sense of how they perhaps had sinned in their lives. And we're looking to God for forgiveness. And Jesus stepped into the water with them to be with them. It was as though Jesus had put an exclamation mark on the incarnation. He was going to truly be with God's people. I think that it's perhaps best said by the writer to the Hebrews. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. I think the second reason that his baptism is so important is because I think it was important to Jesus in a very special way. The three Gospels who, that, uh, that talk about his baptism, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all speak of it in a slightly different way. But all of them uh, speak to the fact that the Holy Spirit empowered him in a special way. And then we see that from that point, his ministry truly begins. I believe that Jesus may not have understood that he was called to the vocation of Messiah until that moment. And the different writers of the Gospels describe it differently. The heavens opening and hearing that God declares, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. So I think that moment was important for Jesus. And I believe that the moment of our baptism is important to us as well. In some ways, I think it's very unfortunate that we are baptized as babies because we don't have that clear sense of how important that moment is and how it is the beginning of us being part of the body of Christ in a very deep and important way. I think it's also important for us to understand that baptism binds us to the mission of Christ. It's not just a, a precious moment for the family and for that baby and for us to celebrate in, but it is a binding of us with Christ and with the mission of Christ, which is to bring about the kingdom of God, or as some refer to it, the reign of God. I would invite you to turn to page 304 in the Book of Common Prayer. We come together uh, frequently for baptisms. Uh, by the way, San Fernando Cathedral on their website say they have over 900 baptisms a year. Well, what a joyous place that must be. <laughs> Page 304. We go through this every time we have a baptism, but I think it's important for us uh, periodically to stop and reflect on the meaning of the baptismal covenant. It begins with this recitation of the Apostles' Creed, and then... The celebrant asks, will you continue in the apostles teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? In other words, will you be actively involved in the body of Christ, participating in the fullness of the body? And then will you persevere in resisting evil? And whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. 
This is a wonderful reminder that uh, we're really called to resist evil in this world, but we also recognize sometimes the evil within and the places where we've missed the mark, where we have sinned. And this reminds us that we always can return and ask for forgiveness and it will be granted. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? It's a reminder that each one of us, not just preachers or deacons or anybody in clerical garb, have the responsibility of proclaiming the gospel. Every one of us has the responsibility to show the good news in our lives and, if necessary, in words. And then, will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourselves? A wonderful reminder of part of that great commandment that we are to love God and to love our neighbor. And how we live our lives to uh, fulfill that. I think there are many, many in this congregation who are wonderful examples of fulfilling this love of neighbor. We see it in the prison ministry that's so active in our community. We see it in the open table in endless numbers of ways that this parish and members of this parish reach out to the neighbor. And then finally, will you strive for justice and excuse me, will you seek and serve Christ in all persons loving? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I think that has helped our church, the Episcopal Church, look around us and realize that for too long we saw some people as the other. They were not welcome. We didn't say they weren't welcome. Well, sometimes we did. But generally we just made them feel unwelcome. That has changed as we've come to see that we have a responsibility to recognize the dignity of every human being. Well, with the development of the uh, new prayer book, 1979, <laughs> there was one committee that was put together to look at the various, uh, at the, the initiation rites in particular. Margaret Mead was a member of that committee. And the outgrowth of the development of this prayer book we see sometimes in various parishes the importance of baptism. Uh, my seminary chapel, we had the baptismal font at the entrance of the church and it all, at the chapel. It always had water in it for us to remind ourselves of our baptism as we came into the church. It was also true in the church that I served in Yankton, South Dakota. The baptismal font was right there as we came into the congregation to worship God. I think we need to be reminded often that we are baptized. We are God's children. We are the beloved as well as our brother Jesus. And that with that, we are bound to his mission. And we must live out that mission as best we can in the world around us. May God give us a clear sense of our responsibility as Christians, but also the joy of living as baptized sons and daughters of God. Amen. Amen.